powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. You may notice things are a little all over the place. You'll see why in a second. Hey, can you come here for a sec? Thank you very much. All right, for people just listening, that last bit was really weird. Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Calgary. I'm Peter. This is Babs. And that was a Flames loss as uh, Calgary drops a, a disappointing loss to the Phil. There she goes. Uh, to the Philadelphia Flyers. So hopefully uh, that little cat helped cheer you up a little bit. But if you're noticing that the screen went a little bit all over the place, uh, that's because she took some creative liberties with um, how the intro screen worked. Anyway, uh, I'm Peter. This is a show that uh, isn't going to be as negative maybe as uh, it could have been. Although uh, it does seem like the Audie curse has now gone onto my side of things. Uh, before we get into any more craziness and before I lose more control over my own household, I ask you, want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of your screen. Oh, uh, 19 years and older, please play responsibly. So, boy, that was a disappointing, disappointing, disappointing loss from a Calgary Flames perspective. We have Trey Tyson in the chat, who seems upset. Um, A couple of contributions in the chat already. Um, Holy hell, we suck in all caps, which I guess I should read. Holy hell, we suck! My apologies to my neighbors for that. Um, And then also, we are cheeks, man. How can we suck this bad? Well... Um, I don't know, is the honest answer. So anyway, that's the show. Uh, no, I don't know how this has gone off the rails. And look, the, the, the frustrating one for this Flames team and the, the kind of like, oh man, really about this game is I, I don't feel like the better team won. And a lot of times with the Flames, you look at the shot clock and you almost get like insulted by it because it's this like, oh yeah, they got 47 shots on Jake Allen, but how many of those were high danger chances? They actually like legitimately had a bunch of high danger chances. At least it felt like in this game, I'm pulling up the, the natural stat trick um, stats now. Um, high danger chances in this game. Oh, only 10 to nine. I guess, yeah, the, the second period that kind of took off. And that's, that's the thing with this Flames team is that they, they, they continue to do some things that are just so frustrating. Um, I'm seeing a few people in the chat, um, Johnny Hockey, spelt creatively, um, saying Markstrom, ugh. Like, I don't know, like, the, the Konechny goal shouldn't have gone in. Like, that, that's, it's a good shot from a good player, that shouldn't have gone in. The Delorier tip, not a whole lot he couldn't have done on that one. I guess the D'Angelo one, it would have been fine, but also, don't, let the Flyers get an on-man rush off of every penalty they take. That would be nice. But from a, a Calgary perspective, like, I I don't know if it was on the goalie. I don't think, like, I think for 40 out of the 60 minutes, they played really well. The problem is, and the thing that we are seeing with this team, is they keep letting other teams hang around. Whether it is a bad Markstrom goal, or whether it is, in this one, just taking the second period off, and all of a sudden, the Philadelphia Flyers have a 7-to-1 high-danger chance um, ratio, I guess. Um, Or edge, would be more specific. It wasn't just a ratio, that's literally what it was, was 7-to-1. So... This is a Flames team that continues to do just a bunch of things that 
let other teams in and make it much more difficult for them to win. And yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say like, oh, Markstrom was perfect in this game. I just don't think he was the reason. So I, I, honestly, and it, it bugs me sometimes with this because I think a lot of times, oh, we got goalied. No, he just didn't get a lot of good scoring opportunities. I feel like the Flames had a lot of good scoring opportunities. I think they kind of got goalied by this Samuel Arison guy who I totally knew existed before three hours ago. Um, that they had some great chances. They had a lot of good zone time. They had actual like looks from right in front of the net, which is where we've wanted them to be for a while now. Dude played really good. The frustrating part is, is that you can't afford to have this type of a game, right? Like you, you can't afford to have, well, golly gee, we tried really hard and played pretty well and we lost. You, you have lost that benefit of the doubt by not playing very well through stretches of this season. Again, I don't think this was a bad game. I don't think this was a dreadful effort by any stretch of the imagination from a flame standpoint this evening or this afternoon, I guess. They just kind of lost, which is again, no consolation, but it, it does, it does kind of suck. Um, and I don't want to use the, the tired cliche of this is a game they can build on, but I do think there are some positives to come from this and we'll, we'll get into one of the major ones in the, the second segment. But I, I do think there are some positives that you can take away from this, but one thing that I think glaringly stood out to me in this game. And I don't know if he is the, re oh, I'm fairly certain he is not the reason that the flames lost, but it didn't help. I think Huberto had kind of a bad game. Um, I think like, not like dreadful, like, oh, here you go other team and score. Um, but there was just, there was a couple of opportunities where you have things moving in the right direction and then a pass is just a little behind a dude and it doesn't work out or a pass is just a bit in the guy's feet as you're moving toward the front of the net and you have to kind of scramble and it takes you another 20, 30 seconds to get the puck back and oh, hey, would you look at that? The shift is over. Um, this felt like a game where he could have, I think, taken over a little bit more and he didn't. And I was going to say credit the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't know if they deserve a lot of credit. I don't think that was a very good hockey team that we saw. And I, yeah, I, this is one of those ones where you kind of just left scratching your head because I think if the Flames play that exact same way against this Flyers team, if they started the game now, which is kind of a regular-ish start time, they start that game now, then and play that exact same way, you might win that game. You just ran into a really hot goalie this evening, which again is very frustrating. And that's why we get so frustrated with lackluster efforts against teams like uh, the Detroit Red Wings, who again, I understand they're competing for a playoff spot still. Uh, Chicago or Ottawa, you know, like this is why you get frustrated with those performances because those games are right there and you let them slip away. This one... Everything went right, except the puck didn't go in the net for you as much as it did for them. Um, that fourth goal was a backbreaker for the, the team defensively. Wyatt chiming in. Hannafin had a brutal uh, game, in my opinion. I I don't disagree. Um, I think defensively, this team really struggled in this game. I thought, honestly, Gilbert kind of seemed like the best defenseman that the Flames had in this game. And then he goes down uh, with an injury at some point in the second period for a bit. So that was... It's just a, a frustrating, frustrating loss, but there isn't like a grand, well, if the Flames would have done X, Y, and Z better, then look at this, the outcome would have gone better. You just, it, again, it's oversimplifying, you just kind of lost. Um, for more insight like that, please share. <laughs> but we do want to get more people in the conversation here. We got 24 for an afternoon game on a holiday. Uh, so we greatly appreciate that. Let's share this video, get it going. My cat is back in the background, so that's, or I guess she's gone now. 
How you doing, Babs? Um, share this video. Babs is very, you know, she loves the attention, so we need to get that up a little bit. Um, like this video, subscribe to the channel, and let's continue to grow this conversation, hopefully into the playoffs, God willing, although that doesn't seem like a, a thing at this point. Uh, let's start from the top and work our way down. Cooper Copper saying, Markstrom sucks, I'm done with this year. Coleman hitting the post really sums up our season. Doesn't it, though? Matt C, like I, I said on Twitter, this team's grown bored of just regularly hitting the post. They now need new and exciting ways to hit the post. And they found it with Coleman on a breakaway, sliding at five hole, and it just hits off the post. Uh, would have been, what was that, career goal 100, and it would have been a monster goal for this team who still doesn't have a comeback win after trailing after two periods this season, which is oh, not great. Um, Danny Wu saying Markstrom played not good. Maybe I'm, you know what? Maybe I'm just used to it at this point. Like this, this wasn't a game where I think Markstrom played bad, but this was a game where you were dying for Markstrom to kind of steal it for you a little bit. You know, like you've had some great chances. They come back like a couple of those ones that go in on Markstrom admittedly didn't go in on the other dude. I don't think that's Markstrom playing shitty. It's just at some point you would like him to steal one for you where you're getting the chances and the pucks aren't going in. It would be nice if he say had miraculous save or two. Uh, left-handed penman, most posts of any team I've heard missed the first two periods, didn't even want to tune in on brand for this franchise to give me hope, but just kicked me in the guts. Noah Adler, friend of the program. Thank you for tuning in to what was another episode of Perpetual Mediocrity. Uh, there's little doubt the Flames came up short, although versus the Flyers, it had more to do with subpar D than offense that I thought might go ice cold. Yeah, the defense did not play well in this game. That That's that's really, really clear. The, the, the defense really struggled in this game. And I think that kind of brings me to talking point number two, or I guess segment number two. Keep the chats coming in there. Uh, Ram D saying, Markstrom is awful. All right, I'll, I will, I will grant you that. Uh, look, what... What do I have to say in that debate? No, how dare you? He's been phenomenal this year. Eh. Um, like, I, I, I don't think he was awful in this game. This season has been really bad. But in this game, I don't think he was awful. I just think there was a couple of times where, boy, it would have been nice if he could have kind of stolen it from you uh, or stolen it for you a little bit. But you look at now, like, the defense struggled. Um, Stone's going to be out for a bit. Gilbert, I thought, was fine. Zadorov, it was another game where I didn't notice him unless it wasn't very good. If you are going to make a move, if the Flames, and I, I still think the Flames are in the buyer's category, even though, again, perpetual mediocrity and, and all of those sorts of things, I, I do think that this is a Flames team that, given their roster construction and ownership and proximity to a playoff spot, is going to be more in the buyer category than in the seller category. So... If you're going to make that type of move, I don't think you can wait another two weeks to, to do it deadline day. If you want to make a move on that day, then fine. But if you want to go and really like address something on this team, I think it has to be now. I think if you wait uh, a couple of weeks, then it might be a couple of weeks too late. Like we are, we, we, it, it's been talked about in this market almost to the point of beating it into the ground. But the next few games for this team, save for literally the next one, are extremely difficult. And that's another reason why this loss today is really frustrating. Um, but if you're going to go out and really make a run for it and, and really try to, to address things for this team, it has to be like tomorrow because this team, A, needs all the help they can get standing-wise. B, 
needs all the help they can get on the ice. Like, it, it is becoming abundantly clear that this team isn't good enough. And I know that leads to the question, well, why would you try to make them good enough anyway? See what I said before, that this is an ownership group that focuses on one thing and one thing only, and that is squeaking into the playoffs. This is a team that was built for getting into the playoffs. I don't know how much selling they can do, given where they are at right now. And so, again, if I'm consulting the team or running the team, I'm not doing a damn thing except for, like, selling off anything that isn't bolted to the ground. But... That's not this franchise's MO. Um, I don't think that's going to be the general manager's MO. That's certainly not this ownership group's MO. So I think they're going to be going out and trying to be buyers. And I think they, the, the things that they need to address by way of buying, I, I, I think they have to do it now. Because it, it is clear this team isn't good enough. Whether they played really well tonight or not, the defense needs some help. And I think they need a little bit more finishing. Which, it does seem like Philadelphia kind of stacks up pretty good to, to kind of help you with what might ail you on this team. Um, I don't know how available, and hey, I don't know, let's see, where are we at here? Um, I, I don't know how available a, I'm trying to pull up cap friendly while still talking and it's going horribly wrong. Um, I don't know how available like a Travis Konechny would be or anything like that, but God, he would look so good on the flames. Like just the speed that he can bring that shot. Oh, everything about that was what the flames needed. And a dude like Braun, um, that's whose contract I was trying to pull up. Um, cause this may surprise you. I don't have that memorized, but like just a couple, there, there was a couple of dudes on this flyers team that I was like, man, you know, those guys would certainly help a lot of things on this Calgary flame squad right now. But we will see. Again, I, I am not saying they should be um, in the buyers category, as Wyatt said. Flames lose to Columbus, Philadelphia, Chicago, etc. What do you call a team that loses to bad, uh, or that loses bad games? Yes, no, I understand. Like, they are, they, they, there have been some dreadful losses this year, and there have been very few good wins to kind of back that up. Uh, <laughs> Jay Money, take former Calgary hitman Travis Sanheim. Eight more years left. When I saw that he was scratched today, it was like that that meme of um all the birds from I think it's Finding Nemo. Um, where it comes trade, 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 trade. Um, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Although I think a lot of Flames fans would be rather happy to see a player with an eight year deal traded. Although I think they would like it from their team, not necessarily bringing in another one. Has Sanheim been that bad that they're healthy scratching? Like, I, I was stunned that it wasn't a trade-related one, but then you kind of go back over and the Flyers have done this with a few high-priced guys this season. But, yeah, it, it's just, the Flames are, and this is something we've talked about before, the Flames are stuck in this weird limbo where they're not good enough that you think, well, definitely trade your first-round pick to go get some guys, like really mortgage the future so that you can get into a wild-card spot. Um, they're not bad enough that you sell off everything. They don't really have a lot of pieces to sell off, and they don't have an ownership group that would be doing that anyway. So, like, everything is pointing you in one direction except for how this team is actually run, and that's where you, you get into some of the complications with uh, with Flames fans and with this team as well. The chat is bumping today. We got 44 people in the chat now, so uh, let's keep this going. Matt C saying, I like Gilbert on this team. I do too. I thought Gilbert was fine. I like him in a 6-7 role, not in a absolutely locked in as your number six. I, I think that that is an area that you can kind of address, um, and I don't necessarily believe 
that Luke Shen, giving up a first-round pick for Luke Shen, would be the way to go. Trey Tyson once again saying, we want Wolfie. I don't think that's happening. Uh, I think you kind of let him keep kicking ass in the American Hockey League. And that, that one's probably more a couple years down the road type of a thing, um, in my opinion. Anyway. Uh, Flames fans, don't be mad. At least y'all have won something since 1975. Has it been that long for the... Wow. Um, yes, they, they've always just kind of been around it, so you don't think of the Flyers as having that kind of a drought, but holy crap. But also, little consolation, um, I don't know how many of the 52 people we have in the chat right now, I don't know how many of them have were, were born when the Flames were hoisting the Stanley Cup. I feel like I'm generally part of the older portion of some of these, and I wasn't born when the Flames won that Stanley Cup. So... The, the the last Flames championship could have been in 1863 for all it matters to a lot of people who would be in this chat and watching this team right now. No cups in your lifetime is still no cups in your lifetime. Matt C., I only watch for Tofolia these days. That was such a smart veteran goal. Like you hear, oh, that was a goal scorer's goal. That was a goal scorer's goal. He had his his ass just full on face in the wrong way and he just bloop, put it on goal and it just went in like that is so smart and like it's those types of things when you see a goalie that's on fire there are some times where I feel like the cliche oh just put it on net see what happens but sometimes if you do a bit of a tendency breaker and the flames a lot we're looking for that cross crease one timer to the point where I think Arison I don't want to say had it scouted but he kind of knew it was coming that is not a spot you're expecting him to shoot from. So I, I, every now and then, I like those, and it absolutely worked for Defoli. He he has been great. Uh, Wyatt, good to see Hubie at least shoot it. That's fair. Uh, Jay Money tonight was fun for us Flyers fans, except we lost Konechny. Yeah, that one. I hope he's like I. Even if he doesn't get traded to the Flames, I hope he. Um, I hope he comes back because he's just a fun player to to watch. Uh, probably top three flames today were Backlund, Pelche, and Gilbert. I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, although like Manjapani and Coleman were, were really good as well. Keep the chats coming. Uh, left-hand penman. I was five. Don't really remember it. That's fair. Yeah. Like it's, it's been a minute since the, this flames team ha has had that kind of fun. Um, so yeah, the at least we've won since the, the Flyers have, sure, but that, that's not really any consolation, right? Let's keep the chats coming. This has been a lot of fun chatting with you guys today. Last segment, there was at least a couple of positives from this game. And like I said, I think the Flames overall played pretty well. Um, the backland line continues to look like one of the best lines in the NHL. And there was a bit there in the first period, they were getting chance after chance after chance, and it wasn't scoring, and it just wasn't going in. And I thought, you know what? Like, this is great. It'd be nice if the other lines got in on it, too. And Toffoli ends up scoring, and I think that line actually had a pretty good day. Um, and as mentioned before, I think Pelche had a pretty good day, but I, I thought that the, the Huberto Kadri pairing could have helped them out a little bit more. Right, so I, I, I looked at that uh, performance from that the what I still call the third line. It's probably the top line because it's the the best line the Flames have going, and one of the better lines in the NHL. I, um, I just wish there was more of it going, and I, I, I get worried. Like I don't want to break that line up because we did that already. Right, beginning of the year. Um, you you have a couple of lines that are going well, but we can't get this top line figured out. So let's. Fuck it with everything. And that ends up messing things up for a while. But I wonder if you could kind of juggle things a little bit to, to once again 
get a bit more going out of this team. And I don't want to overreact. They just beat the Rangers and played pretty well a night ago. And that's that's another one of the frustrating parts of this team is that there isn't a stretch of consistent anything where you can build, either build off of something or, oh, let's tweak it. It's everything is just kind of good enough to not change it, which it could also be the summary of the last 25 years of Calgary Flames hockey. But that Backlund, Manjapani, and Coleman line continues to be absolutely unreal and like bordering on special to the point where it is feeling like a waste that this team continues to get performances like that from what is technically your third line and continues to lose hockey games and continues to, to underwhelm. Um, I, I think if you were to put the captaincy on Michael Backlund tomorrow, I think you would get a lot of support from that. He has, this has been the best season he's had with the flames and he's had a bunch of them. And that was, it was just such a, a breath of fresh air and such an energizing force for this whole team to, to have Michael Backlund rolling like that and to have that line rolling. It really, like, you could see that kind of bled into the, the next line shift, into the next line shift. Like, they were really going. And in the third period after that, they had a bit of a lackluster second. It was that line again that I think got things going. Among some of the other negatives from this game... The power play is becoming a great, or no, I'm not even going to say is becoming. The power play continues to be a great liability for this team. Like, it, it's cliche, oh, you'd think they want to decline the penalties like they can in football. <laughs> but really, it kind of feels like that, right? Like, really, this is a team that the, the power play, and look, it looks pretty now, at least. Like, um, I remember at one point in the season, I asked the question, like, if you were just playing against pylons, what is the goal of this? At least you can see they're setting things up now. And they're getting a couple of opportunities, which is nice. They're still not scoring on them, though, which would really, really be, um, really, really be uh, a helpful thing. And then on two of them, the other team comes down and scores at the, the t uh, as the, the penalty is expiring. Like, it was such a net negative for this team and continues to be a net negative for this team all season long. That That is one part of it. I just do not understand with all the talent that the Flames have. Like, that one is the, the one part that really just continuously throws me off as to why it is struggling for the Flames. Uh, Jack Savage messaging in, did the Flyers win today? Yes, they did. Uh, Left-handed penman. I hear the back line... I hear that the back line being the best line in the NHL... Uh, McDavid, Matthews, Panarin, Pasta. How can you make that argument when those guys exist? Oh no, like th there are more talented ones. I'm just saying like this line is playing so incredibly well right now. Like, look, if we had to draft lines tomorrow, yeah, it would be down a little bit. I'm just saying with how they are playing, they are playing extremely well. Um, that being said, maybe you do break that up to, to kind of mess with, mess with things a little bit and try to, try to mix things up, um, Matt C, the gap between Kadri's best and worst is a concern, particularly for a guy his age and contract length. That That is fair. Um, you would like to see maybe a bit more consistency, and that's something I wasn't necessarily anticipating. When the Flames got Kadri, I thought that would be uh, a nice steadying force out there. Uh, Canadian Hunter 21 as a Canucks fan, condolences on Markstrom. I was sad when we lost him, but man, am I glad we didn't sign him. I know it's a dumpster fire in Van right now, but at least we don't have Marky locked up. Uh, Jack asking for the final score. It was 4-3 for the Philadelphia Flyers this evening over the Calgary Flames. A um, couple more minutes here. Kind of, we'll, we'll do last call for the 
Last call for things in the chat. Uh, Takai, number one, if there's even a 1% chance of Edmonton winning the Cup, we should sabotage Edmonton's offer for Carlson. Uh, no, I, I don't think the the best offense is a good defense when it comes to the trade market. I, I think if you get Eric Carlson, um, it uh, maybe it helps now, but... That, that is a big contract that I think is going to be a little bit regrettable in the future. I think Carlson is having the year of his life, and I don't know necessarily if this is going to be that's something that's sustainable for a while. And if you just did that just to fuck with your neighbors up north, um, that that seems to be something that would put you in a, a bad spot. Uh, no, Jacka was not in overtime. Um, Moose Alien messaging in Fire Sutter. At this point, honestly, you're not going to get a whole lot of argument from me. I I don't think he is necessarily coaching a style of hockey that works in 2023. Um, I don't think that he has created a um, an environment in a locker room that is maximizing the potential of his players. I thought it was really funny um, the other day when Alan Walsh, uh, a co-worker of ours <laughs> on uh, SDPN when Alan Walsh sends out the, the tweet saying that it's everything is so negative and so awful there right now I I thought it was noteworthy that a lot of people were saying oh that kind of stuff doesn't affect me oh I didn't know he was going to send anything out no one said oh what's he talking about everything's great how could he say something like that he couldn't be more wrong nothing in the history of wrongness has ever been more wrong than the wrongness that has been tweeted by this agent this evening no one came out and said hey things are going well no one came out and said no actually like it's been a bit of a losing we've had some losing ways but you know what we we, everyone has everyone's back and we're going to keep moving this thing forward and we're going to keep growing Uh uh-uh Everyone just said, oh, I don't know. I didn't know he was going to send it. Did you know he was going to send it? I didn't know he was going to send it. Ah, that stuff doesn't affect us anyway. No one denied it. I thought that was very telling. I think there is a real problem in that locker room right now. And I don't know, like I'm not in there. So I don't know how much of the blame pie goes to the coach. But I, I don't think he is a part of the solution right now. Again, that ain't going to happen. This team is not firing Daryl Sutter. Um, should they? Maybe. Are they going to? absolutely not no chance um i i will look and i know i'm putting it out here rather definitively right now and so if it actually happens then maybe this clip comes back and it's old takes exposed but i would be the most surprised person in this city if this flames organization decided to start paying a fourth coach um i i just i don't i don't see it or is it four it might only be either way they they really don't like spending extra money. And so they're not going to do that to fire this guy. Should they? I don't know. But I I just don't see it happening. And so it's tough for me to get into that. But I, if it were me, probably would have been done already. I, I, I just, I don't think he is the right guy for this team, uh, for the team that has been built by Brad Treliving. I, I think it has always been an oil and water fit. And I think that that fit is coming to an end at the end of the season. But... I don't think it's Daryl Sutter who is going to be on his way out the door. Uh, one last call to share this video. If you missed any of this, you can watch the, the replay on YouTube or we are available as a podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to those. It's just Game Over NHL. A lot of great content coming out on that channel and a lot of good stuff from uh, the Steve Dangle podcast and the Steve Dangle podcast network coming out as we approach the trade deadline. So uh, if that is all, that's going to do it 
for the program today. Thank you all so much for being a part of the chat. Always fun chatting with you guys. If you want some merch, you can barely see it, but I am wearing a SDPN shirt for you all this afternoon. Uh, you can get that at sdpnshop.ca. The next time you'll hear from Game Over Calgary will be after Calgary's next game. The Flames take on the Arizona Coyotes on Wednesday. Ani James will take care of you for that one. Um, once again, thank you all so much. Thank you to... Uh, sports interaction. You can follow me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein on Twitter and Instagram, and I will talk to you all later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.